Welcome to Nude, where we strip back the layers of cultural conditioning, taboos and shame around sex, intimacy and relationships. I am so excited to share with you some of the knowledge and wisdom I've gained as a self-development enthusiast, exotic dancer, mother, dominatrix and polyamorous lover. If you're open-minded and ready to hear some real juicy and vulnerable conversations with some epic and fascinating people, then stay tuned and let's get into it. Well, hello there, party people. I have a brief announcement to make before we get into it. And that is that Instagram has decided that I am too sexy for them. And they have disabled both of my accounts, my nude podcast account and my Mercy J5 account as well. So that's very rude if you ask me. Um, but there we go. It is what it is. So I probably will try and get around to making another one. But if you follow me there, then please head over and follow me on Facebook, Nude Podcast. And yeah, that would be great. And the Instagram accounts are still searchable. So they look as if they're active, but I can't access them. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, they may re-enable them at some stage. Who knows? But, um, yeah, Instagram is notoriously difficult to get hold of and actually talk to a real person. So whatever. Uh, yeah, basically, just so you're aware, um, you can – essentially not talk about sex at all on Instagram and you can't use sexually suggestive emojis, language or pictures. And obviously there's still plenty of people doing that. Um, the censorship is weird uh, and how, how it operates, but yeah, so that's a thing. Censorship is so fun. And for those of you following my podcast religiously, and I'm sure there are many of you, uh, you may have noticed that I didn't get a podcast episode out last week and that's because I'm unorganized and I do still intend to get an episode out a week. However, there may be the occasional week where I'm a little bit late. Sorry, doing my best. Otherwise, enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to this episode of Nude. 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 <laughs> Uh, today I am here with David. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> today I bought him kombucha, and 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 that's it. And he got his own chair. But I'm getting better each time. <laughs> I think maybe not. I um, had to get the chair myself. Actually. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of forget that I'm the host. You know? <laughs> Like, it's just, it's, it feels like a team effort. But. I'm just getting excited about being hosted in your podcast. Yeah. And then I walk into the room and it's like, where's my drink? <laughs> where's my chair? Am I going to sit on the ground? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll noted for next time. Noted. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, first uh, little announcement that uh, David and I have a new, very yummy woman in our life. And her name is Johanna. <laughs> Hi, Johanna. Hi. <laughs> so we recently, uh, a week or so ago, went to our first play party together, the three of us. Mm. And this was a very new and exciting experience. 
And we had a lot of really awesome lessons learned um, from doing this together. And the kind of the subject that I want to talk about today is vulnerability and specifically in men. Mm-hmm. Uh, because David is a man. Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> before you ask me any questions, okay. though, I want to ask you a question first. Okay. Um, what is it like for you to be with a man who's comfortable showing vulnerability? Ooh, good question. <laughs> um, what is it like for me? Well, a huge part of you sharing your vulnerabilities with me gives it gives me permission to be more vulnerable with you. And what I've noticed in our relationship is as we've developed, each of us has opened a little more and been able to be a little more raw with each other and a little more open and cry a little bit harder and, you know, like just be even more open and vulnerable. And I feel like being able to hold space for you to be open and vulnerable gives me the permission to do so. And is so it's so useful for me to actually know how you feel about things mm. you know if you just are always strong holding it together managing all your emotions on your own i don't actually know how things i do or say or things that happen to you in your life make you feel mm. and if i don't know that something actually really hurts you enough to make you cry and want to be held or enough to put you out for a day where you need to take time for yourself and then have a discussion about it like are there's going to be a pretty solid cap on the depth of our relationship because I just never really know what's going on with you you know mm. so yeah to know how things really affect you and make you feel and for you to be able to communicate that effectively is like so good Thank you. Does that answer your question? Um, yeah, I've got another question. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, it's now David's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to take over. I'm just, no, it's know, cool. I like it. I like questions. To have a conversation, it's really important. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of talk about like vulnerability is sexy these days. You know, it's like a trend. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, especially in that culture of, of men these days and, you know, like our circles where... People say, yeah, vulnerability is sexy and you have to show up like this and you have to be present like that, you know. But mm. what does vulnerability for you look like? What's the kind of vulnerability you can appreciate from a man? Because there's different mm. different ways to mm-hmm. express yourself in a vulnerable way. But what is it that makes you feel safe, that mm. makes you feel closer to, to a man? Yes, excellent question. Uh, yeah, I have... Definitely some thoughts on that. So I think there there can be confusion around being vulnerable and then being a victim or victimizing yourself. So to use a kind of extreme example of 
self-victimizing that I have definitely done in the past and you don't do this now, but maybe you've done it in the past. I don't know. And so if you come to me with something that's really hurt you, you might say something like you did this and you made me feel this way and you're this way because of these reasons and that affects me like this. So that's you being a victim, you know, that's you blaming me and that immediately will put me on the defense and there's no, that, that just, that just puts distance between us. That doesn't bring us closer. Mm. And it's very hard for, it would be very hard for me to hear you really hear what's going on for you and, and what, and what, like how you're hurt and what that means for you if I'm needing to defend myself or feeling the need to. So there's a big difference between that and then coming to me and saying, hey, this happened. So it's just like a kind of objective like observation. This happened. I feel really this way. And I wanted to know if we could like have a discussion about that. I wanted to share with you how I'm feeling. And then, and that's kind of it. You know, if you just come with that sort of honesty without needing to make judgments on my behavior or what that means about me or what it means about our relationship, but just saying, this is what happened. This is how I feel. That creates um, the beginning of what can be a really open dialogue to figure out how we can, as a team, you know, figure a solution or or I can hold space for you. It's very easy for me to hold space for you when I'm not feeling blamed, you know, when I'm just hearing that you're hurting. Mm. Yeah, so that creates a lot of safety because it puts me in a space of holding the space without feeling blamed and judged, you know, just but actually feeling like honoured that you've come to me and you're expressing something that's very difficult. And it's, it is really difficult, especially if, it, if I am part of what caused the trigger or my behavior may have contributed to your pain. Yeah. It's a very, very difficult thing to bring up. Yeah. But if you can do it in a way that still takes full responsibility for yourself, um, I think as well, if you come to me with something and in sharing your pain, you also express your contribution to it. That also creates safety for me to then express and um, share my contribution to it. You know, if you come to me, this is what happened. This is the pain I feel. This is how I feel. Here's how I contributed to, do, to it, how I could maybe do better next time or whatever. That kind of opens a really nice space for me to then, yeah, do the same. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of, um, lot of sense. Yeah. Thank you. Any more questions? <laughs> um, do, do you think you have in any way supported men or supported me in being vulnerable? Because there's this, you know, there's this, a lot of men of my generation or especially the men before my generation grew up with this toughen up mentality and mm -hmm. um, you're a sissy if you're crying and... Um, you know, like showing emotions in general was not considered as masculine. Mm. Um, and now it kind of like turns to the flip side. It's like, no, like men have a whole spectrum of emotions like every other human or like, you know, other genders um, as well. And of course, there's included sadness and anger and joy and fear and happiness. Like they're, they're all 
part of the spectrum of emotions what we can feel but I grew up as a man as a child and I didn't feel like I was allowed to express sadness I wasn't allowed feeling allowed to express anger so there was all this bottling up happening and um, how do you feel like you have contributed to the man in your life to allow themselves to be vulnerable mm. In asking that question, do you sometimes feel, I'm just wondering if this is part of the reason you asked that question, do you sometimes feel like men are being just told to be vulnerable but they're not being supported in doing so? Well, it kind of it kind of comes across sometimes because if you if you now look at this movement of, of vulnerability in mm. men and people go talking about saying, hey, vulnerability is sexy and if you want to be a complete human being, you got to be able to show vulnerability as much as, much as you can show strength and um, wholeness, uh, wholesomeness. And um, there's judgment, you know, like I'm, mm. I'm feeling judged if I can't hold mm. that, if I can't fulfill this whole spectrum of emotions. But I think... And it's my experience that I have gotten a lot of support from people around me, especially women, to allow where I feel like I'm allowed to be vulnerable. Mm. And I was wondering if you've got something to say about that, how you, from your perspective you have supported men in your life to be vulnerable. Mm. Yeah, there's definitely a couple of things I want to say. I think first of all, yeah, well, first I'll say like, yes, I think I, I am. I have been able to do that in some ways, because I have done a lot of my own inner work. I've just worked on myself. I've worked on my communication. I've worked on embodiment. And I'm, I'm trying all the time to figure better ways to connect with myself and to communicate with the people I love. Uh, in saying that, I went on this journey because I was really shit at this to begin with. And I used to be a person that would just be very crude and brash and abrupt and confrontational and just say things without thinking and hurt a lot of people around me. And so the reason that I've put in this much effort is because I started in not the greatest way. Uh, and so I think me showing up and not only being vulnerable with my partners, but also actually taking responsibility for my side. I think that helps. Definitely like radical self-responsibility is a journey I've been on. And saying that, you know, it's such a it's such a journey. And like in my previous partner, with my previous partner of nearly 11 years, I think he actually taught me a lot of how to be vulnerable because he would show his emotions and it wasn't always in a healthy way but he would at least express them, hmm. whereas I would shut down hmm. and be cold. And so there was a lot of learning there. Yeah, I definitely probably do help. However, I do think there is a definitely a limit to how much women can help men with this. Hmm. And I really think that it's men that need to help other men. Women share more deeply with each other. Yeah, I feel that. And so that's that's really helpful to us. Whereas my experience of men, of talking to men and having men as partners is that they just don't do this most of the time. They're not being vulnerable in front of each other. And I think men really need permission from other men to be vulnerable. Yeah. So, but just to like conclude, conclude your answer, you do feel like you can support a man so far and... Um supporting him to be vulnerable but there is 
there's a line you want to draw or there's a line you're drawing because um, you can only do so much as a woman and you hope that the man in your life or any man is finding out a man that they can look up to or yeah. um, mimic and how they express their emotions yeah. and then they can learn from them because it's I like from my experience it's easier for me to learn from other men if um, that's the kind of you know realm I want to move in within as myself as a man expressing my emotions to learn that from other men is easier for me mm. um, because women are different easier so you find it's easier for you to be more to learn how to be vulnerable from men than from women or I mean I have learned a lot from women yeah. about vulnerability but I think the way it is expressed is different mm. men express vulnerability differently to to women yeah. yeah how would you say differently um gonna quick, quickly talk about it because i feel like we're going a bit off topic but um, this is all on topic it's totally fine all right yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i think as a man i can really put a lot of energy into a project if i'm if i'm feeling emotionally vulnerable or vi wired I can come up with an idea that I want to create, and this is going to distract not not distract me from the from the issue or the the things that come up, but it's like energy, and it almost feels like this fire in my tummy that burns, and it creates energy. And if I can be aware of that, or maybe not do it unconsciously, channel that energy into a project, a lot of good things happen for me. You know, and there could be there could be anything. So that's how I see how I deal with with vulnerability a lot of times because it is something that might trigger me, and that's what happened at the the play party as well, where I saw you with another man for the first time. That a woman that I loved deeply was interacting with another man, and of course we talked about it before the play party that. This is um, one of your intentions, and I knew the guy, and um, we had a chat before, and we tried to be as considerate as possible, but we couldn't put everything, we couldn't consider everything because I haven't been in this position before, and then the feelings that I felt were new feelings to me, and then I was um, watching you interacting with someone, and first I was very curious, and I was observing, and I was like, oh, what's going on there? And then I was getting more and more distracted uh, with what I was wanting to do, and I kind of messed around with my head, and I was going down this spiral of, oh my god, what's happening? And suddenly I'm feeling jealousy and resentment towards this man, and um, I'm telling myself I don't want to deep be this person, and um, I want to allow you to express yourself in a way that you feel comfortable and so just for a quick clarification this was the first time in your relationship life and <clears throat> poly non-monogamy kind of interactions that you've ever seen a woman you love interacting with another man is that yeah. correct yeah you were not involved you were um connecting with another woman yeah and you were watching me and we were just so people know what was happening because you know, useful context. I was receiving a massage, and quite, I quite sensual. It was massage. sensual. I yeah. was naked. Quite sensual massage. Both were mm -hmm. naked, and you were feeling jealousy, and then judging yourself for that. And yeah, yeah you continue yeah. from there. So I was feeling jealousy and judging myself for that. And of course, jealousy is a natural 
emotion that is still happening, whether if you're non-monogamous or not. But it made me feel very uncomfortable. And I was talking to a lady and initially I wanted to offer her a massage. And then I got so distracted by what was going on for for you. And um, the other guy that I didn't feel like giving her a massage anymore. And I wanted to take care of myself. And then I felt like I have to tell her. Um, I have to tell her that I don't want to give her a massage anymore and I was worried about her reaction and then I felt like I wanted to tell you how I feel about things but you were still kind of caught up in the situation and yeah, like I, the person I was um, interacting with, um, she walked over to the massage table laying down ready to receive her mas- massage and I was just coming back from the bathroom and I was telling her I I'm so sorry. I don't feel like I can give you this massage anymore because I've got a lot of things happening right now. Can we just pause there on that? Because I think, like, I just want to honor you for that because I honestly think the ability to feel in to what's going on for you in that moment and then be honest in a really difficult situation is huge. And that that's huge vulnerability right there. So you were distracted. You could not be present with her. You had agreed, you you had offered her a massage initially. That was your intention. You had moved towards, you know, you had been talking, you had moved towards the massage table. She was lying on it, ready to receive. You were feeling into your body, actually, I'm not present. I'm too distracted. I don't want to do this, even though you've agreed and offered it. And that was like very first moment super vulnerability you're like actually i'm not able to do this right now and that's such a hard thing to do Mm, thank you yeah um and then you picked up on my mood and you were asking if i need anything from from you right now and i was telling you that it's just about me it's got nothing to do with you um and you, you you kept pushing it you know you were asking again um are you sure and i was like yeah i'm i'm sure i'm going to figure it out i kind of just wanted you to leave you know i wanted mm. you to like okay like you keep doing your thing with the other dude and i'm going to make an effort so that i don't have to watch you cuz before that i was in a field of vision where i could see you very clearly and it was so easy for me to just turn my head a few degrees and I could have a perfect view of what was happening. Seeing you interacting is so different to hearing you mm. or hearing stories. Hearing about, about it. Yeah. 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 Um, very so different. When, you know, like I, I did hear you have sex with other people and that's, that's very different. I've heard stories you were telling me about it, but seeing inter- like seeing this affection and like, you know, juiciness, um, it was just, it was difficult for me. So, um, I was very lucky because Johanna was there as well and we came together as a team and um, we so we, the three of us came together for a quick chat. Yeah, we all checked in with each other and then um, it was a really beautiful conversation because um, it really made me feel safe and held mm-hmm. and I think that's why I was asking this question earlier. How do you feel like you support men in being vulnerable? Because I felt supported to to show myself and, and share my my feelings because I didn't feel like that you would judge me you know Mm. like I felt like I would be listened to I would be understood and so I could ask Johanna to hold some space for me and um and I was hoping that that would make me feel better so um so just briefly on that conversation that we had 
So I went to Johanna to let her know what I was going to do with this other guy and check in with how she felt about that because that was an agreement that we had made. So we had made an agreement between the three of us that before any of us uh, take something further beyond kissing with another person, or even if we just feel like we're going to spend some alone time with someone and be quite intimate, we're going to let each other know and do a check-in. Mm. So I was doing that check-in with Johanna and then you came over and then I could sense that you were not okay and were needing some support. And I was really wanting to give it to you, but at the same time, I still didn't know that it, what it was about because you hadn't shared with me yet. Yeah. And it was a really beautiful moment of Johanna stepping in and saying, well, how about I support David and you go and, yeah, spend time with this man that you want to spend time with. And then that seemed to really feel okay for you in that moment. It felt okay for me in yeah. that moment. And um, Johanna could really help me with this thing I was going through. And I just needed in that moment, I needed to take care of myself. Mm. And there was two people offering help. And I could make decisions. How do I want to receive this help right now? And um, I felt, you know, I was feeling really lucky about that situation like that. And um, I could make some requests, you know, like I could ask Johanna to, to lie on me, put some pressure on my body. I could, um, you know, like there's different things we did together that I knew that would make me feel better eventually. And, and they worked. But then in hindsight, we had another conversation. And I think what I actually wanted, wanted to spend time with with you yeah with mercy and because i felt this jealousy and i felt this resentment and i wanted to have a little bit of loving from you to know that you still love me mm. although you spent some time with someone else and i think um i can imagine that i would have been very happy to have you spend some more time with him mm. after that you know but after i was seeing all oh, you getting real juicy with another man and i was like you know just insecurities coming up and that and as well even though i didn't quite make the connection or click that not only was this the first time you seeing me with another man but it was also the first time you ever seeing a lover with another man in that way so i even though i could sense something was going on for you you hadn't told me what it was and i genuinely hadn't clicked that it was about seeing me with this other man hmm. and you know, and that just shows as well, like how we can be so wrapped up in our own thing. It could be so easy for you to have been in a place of you should have known, you should have felt, you should have seen, you, sh you know, like you should have supported me, blah, blah, blah. I could imagine that would be something that would be really easy to go into, but I genuinely had not clicked that it was about that. And yeah, we'll discuss the, the conversation that we had later. Um, and and the, the the discoveries you made, like about wanting to spend time with me, can you first? Would you be happy to share some of the things that you did with Johanna that helped you kind of process a little bit? So I was off with this other man. You were focused with Johanna. Um, I don't I don't think I want to get into detail. Yeah, but mm. um, it was just yeah, someone there who would listen to me, and I was just you know sharing with her what was going on for me. And and then there was not much talking. It was just holding space. Yeah. You know, someone holding space, someone that I trust that really wants that right now and can support me. And I didn't feel I had to judge myself that I'm too much work right now or, 
you know, like it was just like genuine support and um, that makes me feel really self uh, safe if there's no judgment, f not, not judging myself yeah. and as well as the other person is not judging me to, to be open and a bit of a, yeah, just, you know, like I had to have a cry and um, being in a space with like 50 people all wanting to be sexy to suddenly needing to cry um, was also very difficult. Um, but it all worked out real well. And um, I walked away from it um, feeling very, very complete. And I even managed to have a conversation with the dude you had um, spent time with because I really like him. And I had the sense I wanted to connect with him as a friend. And I am... Um, connected to him as a friend as a brother and so so yeah so first uh, before you you had a chat with him you and i reconnected mm -hmm. and we had a good chat and you did share with me about what was going on for you and then i was able to support you and then yeah you actually not just had a chat with him but you genuinely shared with him what went on for you so you were able to go to him and share some of the things that came up for you while you were watching us Yeah. Which is like hugely vulnerable. But it's also just possible for me because I trust these people that were around me yeah. that they don't judge me. You know, like, yeah. and, and this is such a big part of being vulnerable yes. is the judgment. As a, especially as a man, there's so much judgment. Yeah. Constantly feeling judged to be vulnerable, mm. um, to not be strong enough, to not hold up this masculine energy. Yeah. Like, if there is. A woman who doesn't expect it from me but welcomes my tears so to say or if there's a man who can empathize with me mm. um, and say hey this is okay and I know what it's like and um, I've been there as well and thanks for thanks for letting me know and thanks for you know like the the the, the communication to just be on a level where I feel welcome to share these things of course I had to make the first step and approach him and say hey i would like to have a chat about this and i would like to share with you what's been going on for me and, mm. and but you know he clicked instantly he's like wow cool thank you like let's go over there let's have a chat you know yeah and that um that's real helpful yeah that's it that's a huge part of it the trust hey it's mercy j here i'm just interrupting this episode to let you know we're gonna finish it up here and carry on next week because it is quite a long episode It's about an hour altogether. So yeah, next week we're going to carry on the conversation. We're going to get into talking about how we hold space for each other, some of the different ways we communicate, leading with vulnerability, building trust, and some of the lessons, more lessons that we learned from the play party. And yeah, how we're going to approach a similar situation again next time so stay tuned for that i hope you really enjoyed the episode today and we'll catch you next time this was nude with mercy j if you'd like to support me in bringing you more delicious content then please do click the link in my bio or go to redcircle.com nude donations If you have any questions, suggestions, or feedback about this episode, then please do contact me at nudepodcastnz at gmail.com. 